This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. All right, Peter Kessler is a golf historian, award-winning broadcaster, and a frequent guest on this program following major championships. So it's always a pleasure to welcome Peter Kessler back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hi, Peter. Uh, how's the greatest voice in the history of the world today, John? You sound great. Thank you, but so do you. Um, Thank you very much. All right, U.S. Open. Uh, Bryson, uh, groundbreaking? Do do you think other others follow this example he's setting? Well, I think there are, the thing that I haven't heard anybody else say is, I don't think he's really doing anything that different from anybody else when the net result of it, of it is how long and straight can I hit a golf ball? You don't necessarily have to be bulked up to do that. You don't have to do what he's doing to create the speed to do that. And he wasn't even first in, like, you know, the strokes gained off the tee, which to me doesn't mean a whole lot. But it's supposed to be a, a slight piece of evidence to suggest that he seemed to drive it better than other people. But the reality was Rory hit it right there where he hit it. And uh, Colin Cower hit it right where he did it. And, um, and 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 his foe on Sunday was able to keep up with the Matthew Wolf. But the key was that what Bryson did that was different than what everybody else did happened after the drives landed. Everybody's focusing on the distance. Well, lots of guys hit it just about the same distance, just a little shorter, a little longer than he does. And a lot of guys drove it statistically as he did, but he hit the next shot better. It was the second shot that made all the difference for Bryson. It was the approach shots. It was the evidence of a full game tee through green. You know, you look at Rory over the last six or seven years, and you know one of the reasons why he doesn't win the things that he ought to have been winning in the last five years is because from 125, 140 on in, he's one of the worst players of really, really fine players in the history of golf. He's one of the worst wedge players, short game players and putters that ever made a breakthrough in one stop, largely because of the quality of his drives and the frequency with which he could hit those. But Bryson's a much better player than Rory from 140 in. And Bryson played better than everybody else from that 150 and in thing. And I, so to me, the distance thing is something that has to be solved. If they had rolled the ball, if the ball was rolled back 30 yards and if the fairways were 15 yards wider this past week, 30 yards extra distance on the fours and five bars and, and a little wider fairways because they were a little too tight, then you have a golf tournament, but the equipment doesn't fit the field of play. That he had none of the guys who hit it long had anything left in the green. They cut the rough. The rough was not the rough of last week when they were getting the course ready. All that one foot stuff you saw on social media. They cut all that down on Wednesday night, and then they soaked the greens on Wednesday night. And I'll bet I played that golf course 150 times. I lived five minutes away for 15 years. I played it maybe almost every week in the season. And I've never heard a ball sound like that like a splat when it hits the green. I never saw the green so slow, and I never saw the pins at the bottom of holes. I mean, that's like goofy golf. 
you deliberately never put it at the bottom of a poll. And so Bryson handled the whole examination better. It wasn't just the driving. It's not his fault that he did the right thing to take advantage of the fact that Powers 80, 85 percent instead of 20 percent of, of, of a game of golf as it used to be pre-2000. So hats off to Bryson for what he did after the drives. And when he missed, he missed in the right spot. They weren't wild. And he left himself shots at abrupt that weren't one going to fly because it was too deep for that. So your distance is going to be pretty predictable out of the rough if you know you're not going to catch a flyer. And he's able to gouge those balls onto the green, and the greens weren't that fast, and the pins weren't that tricky. So it was a master class, a full clinic in getting through around the golf. And I watched the whole thing on Sunday without – you know, I never put the sound on or I got it's unwatchable. And I just listen to music and I watch and I just thought that his round Sunday was one of the really good rounds of golf. And I know that golf course and I know where he was. The chip to four was insane. Did a lot of great things. The other guy had trouble with the occasion and, and wilted. And DeChambeau did not have trouble with the occasion and, and, and he was just absolutely fantastic, I thought. We're talking with Peter Kessler here on the Augusta Golf Show. You mentioned him playing out of the rough, and this is something I've begun to hear this week. I'd love to get your reaction. Do you think he has an advantage playing out of, quote-unquote, U.S. Open rough when his wedge is the length of a six-iron? Yeah, I, I, I don't believe there's any particular correlation between the length of his clubs and the ability to handle stuff out of the rough. Because quite frankly, you know, if, if his nine iron is really the length of a six iron, mm-hmm. well, that's a long, that's a longer, heavier club that would tend to reduce mm-hmm. rather than help your speed and strength through the hit. So I don't buy into that theory at all. Okay. See, I, I, I think it gives I him, in. I think it gives him a little leverage with a longer club. It so much depends on the lie. Sure. So much depends on how you feel. Remember, if the ball's sitting way down, you're going to be choking down anyway. And so you're going to negate some of the added distance of the shafts of his short irons. But I don't, I don't subscribe to that okay. theory. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I think that that's a very individual thing. I, he's got his reasons from a scientific point of view, from a comfort level, from a, every iron feels the same at setup level. But I don't think it gives him any advantage um, in the rough in playing the shot other than feeling like, well, this iron shot is it feels like every iron, other iron in my bag because they're the same length. No, mm-hmm. I just think that he hit it far enough and he hit it straight enough that he was never where you would be where if you were t- being Tiger or Phil Wild. There was none of that stuff. Right. He wasn't having to hit stuff under tree limbs. He was able to play rather straightforward shots with pitching and scoring clubs, and he figured out a way on those fairly soft greens how to land them on the front or just in, in front and run the ball up. Um, but I think that he, he figured out a way to, to hit that shot more successfully than other guys were able to take it on this week that he had either more of imagination or he had a bigger, bigger arsenal or he had more shot options uh, because of what he may have been working on that we don't see. But no, I just think okay. his intelligence 
gave him the dis- the, the, the knowledge that I can hit it as far as I can, and if I don't hit it off the world, I can play into these greens with every club. All right. Uh, two questions before I let you go. Do you think what he's doing is sustainable? Yeah, I don't see any reason why he can't continue. You know, he, he may play with his body some more now. He may decide that, you know, he doesn't need quite all of that. You know, they, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna tweak. Mm. You know, and I think that's what good players do and that's what good players do when they go to the range, which they're doing, you know, with all that work. They're they're tweaking stuff, they're trying stuff, they're 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 making sure that they can hit, you know, all the shots at all the heights with all the curvatures. Um, so I think, you know, and, and he was the last guy on the range a couple of nights this week, including Saturday night, you know, he's out there in the dark at nine o'clock, still killing drivers and stuff. So his work ethic is unbelievable, but it remains to be seen now, which things he, he feels like he can discard or tone down, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of guys bulking up because it isn't required. You know, Justin Thomas is 5'10", 165. He's sitting it out there with Bryson DeChambeau. Right. And, and you know, to your point, looks like. and to your point, Matthew Wolf was also on on Sunday. Well, that, that's right. It yeah. was just what happened after the ball landed, and what happened was Bryson did everything better, starting with the second shot to every hole than everybody else in the field. Obviously, before I let you go, did you? What did you make of what the USGA talked about last week, saying that moving forward it looked like they would play fewer U.S. Open venues, just play them more often and kind of go to the historic open venues? Well, I mean, you know, except for some goof-ups in the last few years, they've been doing that since 1895. I mean, this is not a new theory of let's go to the best courses and rotate a little bit because – they used to have that, even though it was unofficial. But they had the group of courses that they would play. That's why EC Oakmont so many times, the Oak Hill so many times, Wingfoot so many times, Baltusrol so many times. They had a rotation. And then Mike Davis came in and he said, let's try some different stuff. And it failed, like pretty much literally right across the board. Now, partially, too, because it's not even in his background or training. He has no expertise or any background whatsoever, either in training or hands-on, on working on golf courses. I mean, you know, this is all done in a, in a sports jacket, you know, and you just showed up and hoped you could fool people, and, he didn't, and nobody was fooled, and they let the rules of golf get away from them. And now the manufacturers know they only have to check the laws of physics, uh, which will be the only thing that will keep the ball from going uh, any farther than it can. And so I think you've got... A really difficult situation with the USJ with the equipment alone. So they're forced to make sure they play the courses that at least historically they know have provided a challenge. But if they don't roll it back by 30 yards, wing foot's the best they're going to do, which is, you know, some fairly, some fairly good rock. And it's one of the best golf courses in the world. So if you can't hold the proper U.S. Open at, at wing foot under the current rules of golf, you can't hold one anywhere. The only other place that you could get a result like this could be Oakmont, maybe a shot to score, maybe even a little bit higher because the, the greens are even more more insane than than uh, wing foots are, just for different reasons. Wing foots are more undulating. Oakmont's got more of a tilt, but tilt can get, get super-duper fast because tilt is flat. Undulating means little mountains, and so... You have flat, slanted greens. You can make you can make them, you know, as fast as, as your driveway going straight downhill. So, 
they're out of places to go to, and this is not the time to be experimenting. So I think it's clearly the right move, and in keeping with 95% of their history. He's Peter Kessler. Peter, it's always good to catch up with you. Thank you for doing this, and we will talk again. Love the Lisa. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for spending time with me.